Happy New Year. Is this beautiful 2023? I hope and you guys had a wonderful, wonderful time with family and friends. Speaking of family and friends, um, every time that we gather into this uh, time of the year for us as a family, having three young adults, uh, which are now in college and moved uh, uh, multiple places. Uh, times like this, uh, which we've been blessed to have them for the, for the holidays and for this season, uh, we are able to reconnect uh, not only with them, but also with some of the traditions that we as a family have built together. And you know what I'm talking about, because I'm speaking of traditions that they just happen organically or naturally. It's just the way we do things, it's the way we, uh, you know, uh, spend time together and what we do when we are together. So again, for the last few weeks since Josue, Sarai and Rebecca are home and, uh, and we were able to be together, we've been able to be together, uh, some of those traditions have come to the place and we are reminded just again, just again, this is just natural, organically comes together. Uh, I'm sure that that's exactly your case as you have been able to gather together with, with family, which I hope and you had, and especially as we move into this brand new year. There will be some traditions, they are traditions that will continue into 2023. Obviously, 2022 was full of those traditions. Uh, some of those traditions may have changed because of loved ones have gone to be with the Lord, maybe. I don't know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's life, right? It's unpredictable. I wanna to speak to you briefly, uh, uh, just for a few minutes, on the issue of traditions because the Bible is full of traditions. And I want you to go with me if you have a copy of the Bible, and if you don't, uh, you can just listen to this podcast. But it's precisely a guy that in, in advanced age, he is reminded of the traditions that he grew up with, the traditions that he has experienced in his journey with God. But now he's at the point where he needs to communicate those traditions to those that are coming behind him. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. Traditions, values are unavoidable. They will be passed into the next generation. Now, I'm not saying that every generation embraces traditions and every generation welcomes the legacy or the succession that we bring into the picture. Hopefully, because tragically for the, for the passage that we're gonna read, they did not. And, and you know, they, they didn't listen to the traditions or the counsel of this brother by the name of Moses. Uh, but, um, you know, we are not responsible for how the generation responds to those traditions. We're simply saying that we got to be stewards of some of these traditions, some of these things that we are, uh, you know, called to um, embrace, to practice, to perpetuate, and hopefully we are effectively passing on to the next generation. Well, I'm taking you to Psalm 90 today. In Psalm 90, 90, which is accredited to this guy by the name of Moses, he is the founder of a nation. He comes from a legacy of tradition as he has spent the first 40 years of his life as in a very traditional environment, which is Egypt, and he was the prince of Egypt. And then the next 40 years, he's gonna be a fugitive of the law and, and just kind of a wandering around and obviously, I guess, reminiscent of tradition. And then marriage comes into place, which marriage is, is basically the merger of traditions. And then the last 40 years of his life, so 40, 40, and 40, he becomes the founder of a nation. He becomes the, the catalyst, the, again, uh, the, the, the leader of a brand new experience, a brand new worldview, which in this case is the understanding of Judaism, and in this case specifically of monotheism, the worship and the understanding of the one true God. Well, in Psalm 90, we understand that he is at the end of this life full of traditions. 
And he's basically looking at a generation, which is brand new generation. This is the generation that was born in the wilderness, which they, are the, they were the recipients of the previous generation, which, which came from 400 years of slavery. And obviously they pass on those traditions to this now brand new generation. And in that context, Moses, knowing exactly that this new generation, again, the recipients of 400 years of traditions given to them, and then moving towards a brand new land that they're about to conquer, which is full of traditions. So, so you get this generation sandwiched by traditions. Moses wants to make sure that they understand the centrality of tradition, the centrality of values. In other words, Moses is reminding them of a worldview that processes those traditions, that determines what traditions are, you know, worth continuing, perpetuating, practicing, and which traditions we must reject. So think about 2023, because 2023 is going to bring us, is going to put us into a, a, a just, you know, decision-making experiences, uh, relationships. And the question is, how do we process those things? What do we do when, and then you fill in the blank, whether you experience the newness of marriage, a brand new baby, maybe the passing of a loved one, and now you're adapting to a new stage. Whatever you may find yourself, how do you process this? And this is how Moses, Moses invites the people of God to do it. And, and I'm just going to read a couple of these verses from Psalm 90, which again, this is a tradition that I grew up with. And one of the reasons why I'm choosing Psalm 90 is because as, as I was growing up in church, um, every December 31st, you know, we, we come from a tradition of having a, uh, a New Year's Eve uh, service on December 31st. And this is the psalm that was read every single year, reminded us of this beautiful tradition of conveying the centrality of the message of God. Moses is, again, speaking, 120 years of age, approximately, speaking to a new generation. This is the one thing that I want you to, to take home with you as you move into this brand new experience of conquering the land. I want you to look at how Moses, again, reminds his people and says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place. Lord, you have been, in the context of, again, of uncertainty, in the context of multiple experiences through uh, three different 40 years, you know, uh, uh, blocks in life, he comes to the conclusion that God is his dwelling place. God is the place where you may not be exempt from difficulties. And obviously Moses knows difficulties. Moses has experienced the ups and downs of life. And he comes to this conclusion that in spite of whatever has taken place, in spite of 2022, and regardless of how 2023 comes into existence, here is his conclusion. Here is his, here is his take home. And it is, you have been our dwelling place our prayer and desire, once again, as a family, looking into the younger generation, looking into how mobile this generation is, our generation is, how diverse we are. Can, can we please just come to this conclusion that when it comes to God, He is described as a dwelling place, as a place where we belong, as a place where we find not just who He is, but also who we are, which he's going to describe later into the conversation. He, he speaks on the language of throughout all generations. Once again, just the, the chronology, the genealogies, the experiences of 40 years, 40 years, 40 years. Speaking of, you know, his, his 40 years blocks that I just described a while ago. And then he moves unavoidably 
once he describes the essence of who God is, dwelling place, protection, dwelling place, uh, security, dwelling place, um, identity, dwelling place, again, uh, this refuge, that's how he describes him, and he knows God in that language, in that essence. Then he says on verse 2, before the mountains. He's moving into this. Again, he's using the context where he's speaking into a generation that were born in the wilderness, that were born in the context of seeing the world and moving from place to place. He says, before the mountains were born, or before you, meaning God, are dwelling place, you brought forth the whole world. Before we can see the contextual, you know, insights, before we can see the tangible, before and as we process life through everything that is going on, he, he comes, once again, he comes to this conclusion, which is our prayer, our desire for 2023. He says, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So he, here's what I love for you guys to simply take with you. And, and again, thank you for joining the podcast today. The beauty and the context of generations, the beauty and the context of a legacy of 120 years, Moses speaking, the beauty of seeing life to the fullest from Prince of Egypt to a fugitive to now the founder of a nation, the beauty of shepherding people and, and, and seeing the formation of a nation and the formation of a brand new worldview. All of these things that he's describing, which is part of who he is and what he was called to do, and he's coming to the end of the journey. Now, I'm going to say this again. He's coming to the conclusion that he is the dwelling place. My invitation, my desire as you think of your 2023 is that you get to know God as a dwelling place. The place where you can literally find him. I'm not talking about you finding yourself because we're such an egocentric, self-indulgent generation that is about finding yourself. No, you don't want to find yourself because I can tell you who we are. We are wanderers. We are crazy people. We are lost. We are enemies of God. We are, again, we're running away from God. We're not running to God. That's exactly who we are, not just what we do. This is why you don't want to begin the conversation trying to find who you are. The Bible tells us who we are. And by the way, just quick thing. If you are able to read the remaining of this psalm, Moses is going to tell us who we are. We are transients. We are limited. God is from everlasting to everlasting. God is who He said He is. So as you move into 2023, let this God of the Bible be the dwelling place for you, for your family, when you wonder, when you are uncertain, when you find yourself in no man's land, whatever you may find yourself, I love for you to know the God of the Bible as your dwelling place. And when you dwell in the Lord, you remember and you will find out who He is. He is from everlasting to everlasting. He is the one true God. Thank you for joining in and we'll see you guys next time in our podcast. God bless and once again, Happy New Year.